I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I dumb down for my audience to double my dollar. They criticize me for it, yet they all yell holler. If skills sold, truth be told, I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense. But I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common sense. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And this week we're joined by another guest uh, via Skype and one of our favorite uh, podcasters, uh, the host of Where's My 40 Acres, or should I say one of the three hosts, Yeah, or four hosts, I mean I guess Dan is like uh, the fourth member of Trial Call Quest, where yeah. you know about him but you just don't ever see him. Yeah, every now and then he show up. Yeah, he's like Jerobi. So um, yeah, uh, <laughs> let me introduce my man Brandon. Um, uh, from Where's My 40 Acres? Say what's up to everybody, dude. What's good, man? It's about time. I feel like I just got my inauguration ticket. Like, oh shit, they let me in the White House. <laughs> Goddamn. Man. Look, they, said, they said they ran out of chairs, but they added an extra fold one on the end just for the, just for the nigga. I'm right here. <laughs> man, if they can see, if y'all knew how long my list of people I have to get on the show is, it's ridiculous. It's really long. You know? And that's not even counting just people that, uh, you know, our fans of the show and like don't even really have like their own podcast or anything. They just want to be on the show. So like the list is ridiculous, man. And I, I'm always trying to find a way to do it, but we really only have one spot a week where we can put a guest in. So it's like it's become prestigious just by the fact that we don't, we're not able to do it that often. I know. And the lottery pick is number 275, 275. You're the winner for the day. So we thank you for being on our show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel like once you come on Rod's show, it's kind of like going on Oprah. This is Rod's book club right here. Like, once <laughs> this shit is on here, it's basically side sale. I'm hit a mill. I ain't ready. I'm, I'm about to do Drake numbers right now, so I'm gonna head next week. I'm gonna see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can get you to cry. Then, I mean, what was the <laughs> what was the first time that you know you realized that your parents were not gonna be able to provide you the kind of life that you need? Uh, the fuck. <laughs> Yo, somebody, I got my door open to the outside to the deck. Somebody out here blow a horn. Can you hear that? Yeah, I hear it a little bit, man. Uh, uh, like, sorry, this just scared me. <laughs> what the hell? Like they shooting with sounds. <laughs> um, alright, so uh don't forget you guys can leave uh messages for the podcast you can either email us the black tips at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can go on facebook podomatic or itunes search for the black guy with tips mm-hmm. leave us comments on our episodes leave us reviews um and you can also call the show 704-557-0186 leave us a voicemail uh we will play it on saturday yes we will we will answer it and uh you know last yesterday's voicemails were so funny yes they were uh they just get better every week it's Yes, they do. And uh, when I went to bed, I think we had one voicemail. I woke up, we had four. So I don't know what the fuck niggas is doing on Friday nights. But they find the time to voicemail us at four in the morning and shit. <laughs> yeah, we get them late. Yeah, it must just be like hopping out the club or something. Motherfuckers is like, I ain't getting no pussy tonight. Who can I drunk down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care Karen like, always tell me them a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> well, good time. Call Ryan Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be posted somewhere in a couple bathroom stalls or something, man. I'm telling you, right there. That's why we keep the ringer off. Yep. <laughs> You know, and we always have our own discretion to play that shit or not. <laughs> it's like, okay, delete this one. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, the official 
sport of the podcast is official sport is bullet ball oh wait i said that backwards the unofficial <laughs> the unofficial sport of the podcast is oh bullet ball we ain't trying to get sued by that man and bullet ball the stream that's right and of course the official weapon of the podcast is, is the taser see i'm paying attention to this time yeah, i see you got me slipping uh huh? all right man so uh you know let's get right into some motherfucking podcasting um because you know how we do on the black guy to us we we podcast you know with the best of them yes we do you know what i'm saying we like the little b of podcasting the way that we, <laughs> the way we put it down man i actually uh-huh. saw a little b video this morning okay. with andy miller knockers have you seen that one no man i haven't hey andy miller knockers uh he 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 buried little b on his own shit he murdered him Oh. Good. He said, "Hoes, hoes on my dick, cause I look like a dead man. Hoes on my dick, cause I treat them like a bedpan." I said, "Damn!" <laughs> and the middle of knockers ain't no damn joke, boy. Oh, it's it's a bad week for rappers when I'm hearing, cause fucking any Milanakis can kill Lil B, and then if you look in the spot, it seems that Justin Bieber then went and killed one of Vado tracks. Damn. Be hanging with Cameron. I'm like, what is this going on with the hip hop game? Justin Bieber a thug now, dude. Uh, yesterday I read that he is, uh, charged with beating up or hitting some kid playing laser tag. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So he's playing with guns and hitting people. I don't know. Maybe he's trying yeah. to be in dipset. <laughs> wow. Motherfucker need to stop fighting little kids in the sandbox. What the hell? <laughs> fighting Justin, niggas over jungle gyms and shit. It's Justin Bieber too, you know? Like, I and know. what is Justin Bieber doing playing laser tag? Like, that is just weird. That's what you do when you rich and you ain't got shit else to do, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he could have like four bitches climbing in the trunk like Chris Brown, but obviously he ain't hit that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> he need to practice his uh, MJ still in dance moves. Cause this shit is not that tight. I, I saw his dance and I was like, y'all overrated this little motherfucker. Yeah, yeah he's not. I do it. not get it. Um, no, but white chicks don't have no, no chicks have a pattern. Like they don't have a pattern. They have a pattern for doing that with everybody. Justin Bieber's overrated. Britney Spears is overrated. That's just a pattern for overrating motherfuckers and then giving them money for their overation. Yeah, every once in a while I find one that I think is kind of talented. Like the first time I saw Justin Timberlake's concert, I was like, oh shit. He actually can dance and sing. I really can. Really thought this was only white people. (laughs) (laughs) No, he he, he really got some black in him. You can tell. (laughs) Somebody touched him. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, man, speaking of getting some black in you, we watched the BET Hip Hop Awards last night. Yes, we did. Because we have a podcast. That's pretty much (laughs) the reason I watch anything on BET is Yeah, I don't know what channel it comes on. Yeah, it's always... Oh, it's recording? Yeah. BET? What? <laughs> High definition? Do yeah. we can afford that? We got BET HD now. So, um, yeah, we recorded it and, you know, I don't remember everything from last night, but, you know me, I tweet about everything. So I'm just going through some of my tweets to see what I can find, uh, find about, uh, last night that I remember. Hey, yo. Uh, from was, my, uh, mm-hmm. was, uh, was BET the last channel to get HD? Like, did it fall off the back of a truck or something? And that's how they got it? Or, like, how did, <laughs> how did BET get to hit HD channels? Like, who, who put them on to it? Cause I don't, I feel like they was the last nigga picked. Yeah. And, and it was. And on top of that, it's not on regular cable. We actually changed and got AT&T and it's BET high def on AT&T. I don't know if it's on Time One or not, but I was just shocked that they spent that money. BET like the the black guy who's part of the group 
he's in the click like he he didn't play <laughs> he played white fraternity so that's why he got hd tv1 ain't never getting hd oh no it's gonna be sd for life yeah they had to get uh, <laughs> they had to get uh bought by viacom to get hd oh like, yeah a white person definitely came up with the money for that one because bt cheap they, if they could do they if they had it their way they would do nothing but reality shows with uh b-level celebrities and college kids and call it a rap yeah the only way uh bet would be able to get hds if they had fish fries yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to be outside right yeah, because <laughs> they cheat man they don't want to spend no money are you serious with all the antoine dodgins in the world bet ain't never got to do much to get the fucking television show. <laughs> Come on now. you got tiny and toya got antoine dodson they didn't gave motherfucking what Terry uh what's the skater's name? Oh, uh, Terry Kennedy. Terry Kennedy, yeah. yeah. You know who he is? I have no idea. Is he famous for being black and skating? Is that it? Basically, it's like it's it's him and it's Stevie Williams. And Stevie Williams is actually a beast. Like you can never YouTube but Stevie Williams video. He's from uh, Philly, I believe. He's a beast, man. But uh, Terry Kennedy's not bad neither. But Terry Kennedy got a lot of rep for one. He was doing a rap thing. He was the one that was beefing with Little Bow Wow. He like took Little Bow Wow girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he be wildin'. He came up. He used to hang out with Bam, um, Bam and them on MTV on Jackass and shit. And so, of course, like, BET decided that was enough to give somebody a fucking show. Of course. Wow. Of course. Uh, wow. Well, well, this is, I guess, he did nothing important. Because I was like, who is this dude and why should I care? You shouldn't. It's BET. Like, okay. That lets you know from job. Thank you very much for confirming what I already knew. Like, why the fuck did they give this duck a show? Why did Howard the Duck get a show? Oh, wait. That's T.I. White. My uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he's pretty, what we're going down. He's pretty damn terrible. Uh, anyway, man, so BET Awards... Um, I tweeted out, hey, BET Awards, I'm about to watch for the first time, aka Nignorance 2010, cause, you know, everything I watch on there is pretty ignorant. Yeah, it is. And I don't know who made Pretty Boy Swag, but that boy went pretty. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we gonna get to all this. Hold on, let's see. Uh, alright, P. Diddy came on stage at first. It was P. Diddy, Rick Ross, and DJ Khaled. And I don't know if DJ Khaled got naked pictures of every major ah. rapper or what, but nobody gets major rappers to collaborate like DJ Khaled. Nobody. He got, he got something on him. Seriously, um, so I, at this point, I, I mean, fuck daddy's nothing more than a mascot, right? Oh, like a mascot making a buttload of money. Well, because like at least back in the day, he pretended to do music, oh, but he, he is done. He is literally done with that shit. He's like, I'm off just trying to act like I'm gonna make some music or get a hit group. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna show up on other people's tracks, dancing around and shit, and get paid for it. I don't blame him. Why can't I ever hit the overpaid lottery? Oh yeah, yeah. I ain't hating on him. I'm just saying, I, he just gave up. Oh, that nigga don't that nigga ain't never cared. Like he ain't never cared, man. Come on, Diddy was dancing in a bubble and shit when he first came out, dog. Mace. Yeah. He was putting on leather sweatsuits like Martin in the first stand-up joint. No, <laughs> like, come on now. P Diddy ain't never been serious in his life. Like every time he tried, like he's serious. He looked, he looked fake as hell. Right, exactly. He tried, but it would just look so ridiculous. Like I remember back when they had uh, making the band, and he would try to kick motherfuckers out the groove and like tell them they can't go in the studio and i remember cracking up at that shit but i was cracking up because i was like look he thinks he's serious he gave up all that shit he's like okay i obviously no one's taking me serious no this is like the time and yeah. money but uh so mc hammer came out next yes he did 
And he performed uh, a, a song. What was it? Too legit. Too legit. Yeah. yeah. Too legit. Quick. I was joking, man. He performed too legit. <laughs> quick, Brandon. Not even serious. Yeah, yeah. Good guess. And the sad part, everybody was way more hyped to hear that shit than anything Rick Ross said. Damn. It was like yeah. Big Meech. Larry, Larry Homewood. Oh, oh. Too legit. <laughs> Hey, too legit to quit. Hey, hey. Yeah, like everybody was like, fuck that. Everybody got out their seat for MC Hammer. And then he went and sat in the audience. Um, I wonder if the person who says hey, hey in that song is still getting paid for that. I don't like, know. That, that motherfucker should be getting paid like old girl who came up with the Nike swoop sign. Like seriously. <laughs> that shit is one of the most memorable parts of Too Legit. Besides the, the windbreaker pants and shit. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> gay dudes still use that to this day. <laughs> no, the copyright there. But then, second of all, I guarantee that woman was like 300 pounds. But oh. then when they did the video, they just found like a 105 pound light skinned chick with long hair oh, to yeah. sing that shit for MC Hammer. Yeah, that woman sung in somebody choir as the lead singer. Yeah, but props to MC Hammer because he didn't lip sync, and that is hard shit to do dancing that hard. Yes, and I had MC Hammer pants. Did you have MC Hammer pants? Uh, yeah, I had some MC Hammer pants, but we called them skateboard pants. My parents would never buy the actual real MC Hammer pants. I, I had the real MC Hammer pants. <laughs> shoes and the big black shoestrings to lace them up. I had, I think I had a whole MC Hammer suit. Yeah, my parents didn't love me. Well, no, they love me too much to let me look like that. That's what. Oh I yeah, now nah, I look like a fool. I ain't trying. To, <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't look crazy, but hey, that was the thing. See, both of y'all ain't have parents like like my pops. He's a huge color person, so I was coming up on cross colors and everything else. So I didn't have the MC Hammer pants, but I had the motherfucking colors. Yeah, I had ah, cool. Ah, ah, I just looked ah, weird. It was like, hey, nigga, why your pants ain't big enough? Dad ain't put enough air in them or something. No, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. See, my dad kept us, my dad kept us under control by making sure that all of our fashions were like one season out of style. So, like, by the time we could get MC Hammer pants, it was to the point where the kids who wore MC Hammer pants would get picked on. So we would just pick some regular ass pants. And, you know, that yeah. shit happened every time. It's like, okay, now that nobody has them, you want a starter jacket? No. Hold up, hold up. I got, I, I just got the vision when you said that, like, you going to school with the MC Hammer pants on, and there's some stupid motherfucker walking up to you with his pants on backwards. Talking about something. That ain't the style no more, man. Right. right <laughs> See, the thing yeah. is, I never opted to get the cool shit after it wasn't cool, you know? So, like, I was always on point because, I, you know, whenever my dad was like, all right, well, fuck it. You can get these duckheads now. I'm like, damn, don't nobody wear duckheads now. Now it's, now it's Tommy Hilfiger, so I'll be like, you know what? Let's just go back to Jay Riggins and give me some sensible slacks. <laughs> Ain't call it a day. Get it and don't give a damn about my swag. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at least you know I was. At least I was uh, always had my own style, That's which true. which did benefit me because like I would come to come to school sometimes in a button up and a tie or something. And it was, it just became my own style, so it it was okay as opposed to fitting in with somebody else. I I would rather be that now, looking back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Kanye saw you and decided to use that style on the fucking cipher. Like, yeah, I, sorry, man, you got jacked. <laughs> I had to I had to slow down a little bit though, cause on the real, I was getting nothing but white girls hollering at me for about three. Years. <laughs> 
like, what the fuck is wrong? Do I look that safe? Yes, yes, your tie <laughs> is eternal. Yeah, I was looking very safe for them, man. They parents, I guess they thought I was the one nigga they could bring home. Oh, yeah. To, to introduce them they to. They was like, he looks like he's going to where Barbara, that one you might want to approach. <laughs> I think I was, I don't, let's see, I don't think I was their end game. I think I was like, nah, marijuana is a gateway drug. I was like a gateway nigga. Like, they would bring, ah. they would bring me home, and then a week later, they bring Bebe in there and introduce him to what they be in that shit like, hey, Susan, that brother doesn't look so brother. Yeah. Let's, let's, bring, let's bring him into our little clique. Yeah, he's one of the good ones, and then next week, they forgot about my ass. He doesn't rock a hoodie or sneakers, and his pants aren't hanging under his ass. This is perfect. <laughs> he's perfect. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yeah, man, so MC Hammer came out, and he didn't lip sync. Uh, Mike Epps was the host of the show, and he was actually really good, man. Yes, um, he was. He, he's one of those people that makes me laugh, even though I'm about 100% sure he doesn't write down or memorize any of his lines. No, I think he freestyles when he gets up there. Yeah, he's like, dog. he's like the Tracy Morgan, wait. Tracy Morgan is a Tracy Morgan of comedy, so they are, they are both remind they both remind me of each other. Mike yeah. Evans and Tracy Morgan seem like two motherfuckers that are hard to work with, and when it comes to like if you're uh, like a director of a, a movie, writer, yeah, like you just like say the line. He's like, man, I ain't memorize that shit. I'm saying the funny shit that I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> because he's becoming it though. Maybe that's just his style. Because you know he's so. always seemed like that. But it just seems like he just fucking... And he can make anything funny to me. So he's in that, like, Will Ferrell, uh, yeah, Tracy Morgan. Very few people can make anything funny. Yeah. People very, hate Will Ferrell, man. I don't understand that. Like, I just don't get it. I think the guy's hilarious. I think well, he just does some funny shit. And I think people just... They'd be so upset. People say the same thing about Tracy Morgan, too, though, for some reason. Yeah, it's, love, it's a love-hate thing. It's a love-hate thing. Because, I mean, honestly, if I were... There's no... Tracy Morgan joke I could tell somebody that could be funny on his own no <laughs> he would have to deliver in order for you to get the joke yeah Will Ferrell's a lot like that too when I ask somebody uh, they're like well what was funny about Anchorman I can't just be like well he had this one part right no, <laughs> he was, he was like drinking everything. some milk he was drinking some milk and he was like it's hot for milk they'd be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> There's yes. nothing funny about that like, shit. Yes, he was at the table and his kids was cussing him out. That's not funny. Yeah. Hey, you gotta say what the kids said, though. Like, I don't even... When I when I talk about that scene from Teledega Nights, I don't even talk about Will Ferrell. I just talk about the kid talking to his grandfather talking about he's gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> My talk, 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 but, I'll come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Fuck, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, like he's in, Mike Epps is in that echelon, too, where, like, if I start naming Mike Epps jokes, the only reason you would laugh is because you already do the joke, yeah. and you're just mem- you're just remembering that joke. You're not actually saying, you know, oh no no no, that was hilarious. But he has some really good stuff about Twitter beef and stuff that we talked about on our podcast with the whole rappers doing Twitter beef and shit now yeah. and how ridiculous it was. So I like that. Um, Nicki Minaj won the first award, which I didn't hear what it was for, but I'm assuming it was for Ass Implants of the Year. Did you call her Nicki Minaj? Or did you oh. call her Nicki Minaj? Okay, I thought you called her Nicki Minaj. I was about to say, damn. Nah. How many people done ran through her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many ran through her, but she got enough personalities for them all. That, that chick is so crazy. fake crazy. She ain't crazy. She not even real crazy. I can't even respect it. I respect real issues and real craziness more than an act. Like, when Eminem was actually really drugged out and batshit insane, I could respect that that dude. Even though his music had took a drop, 
I understood that he was fucked up when I listened to his albums. When I see Nicki Minaj talk, I'm like, you don't talk like that backstage. Hell no. <laughs> no, you're I not schizophrenic. They got no, man. for that. I told somebody last week, I was like, because I, I saw her album cover, right? The one where she got fucking Stretch Armstrong legs and shit on it. And I was like, fucking Mr. Fantastic legs on the cover and shit. I was, um, I was like, look, Nicki Minaj has to be one of the most beautifully annoying people to look at. Because she's attractive, but damn if I can't look at her longer than five seconds. Yeah, I, and I swear, man, like, the cameramen were purposely, I don't know if they're instructed to not put her ass on camera on purpose, or like certain angles you can do it or they something. Probably are. Cause I mean, I really do feel like that is those are implants back there or something. It just doesn't seem right. I'm not hoping that it is. I hope that it's real. But I look at it, I'm just like, no, doesn't. If your if your personality is fake, I don't put it past you to to get some collagen injections or something. Well, you know her her and Cat Stacks got the same nip tuck crew, so that might have been what happened. She just her uh-huh. people ain't come out to help the ass out. They couldn't, <laughs> couldn't get the ass proportioned. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. she was like, just don't take shots of this. Don't bring that camera back here. Plus, uh, you know me, man. I have this weird thing, and I know most dudes don't have this, but uh, crazy is a huge turnoff to me. Like, oh yeah, probably the biggest of all turnoffs. Like, even more than physical, even more, like, it is the one thing, like, you can put the finest chick I've ever seen in my face, and when she starts acting crazy, whether it's, uh, you know, just an act or it's real, I can't take I'm it. Out. I'm just like, I don't, I don't even want to be here. Like, you just turned ugly and you don't even know it. So, like, Nicki Minaj, every time she opens her mouth for me, as soon as she hits, like, that second personality, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, telling you, though, like, I'm the same way. I just can't stand crazy. Like, I have walked out front and been looking at a Nicki Minaj video or whatever where she looking good in the video. And as soon as my dick sees Nicki Minaj, she just jump off, walk back in the room. <laughs> you looking at Nicki Minaj again? Yeah. Been crazy. You ain't never sticking me in her dog. Yeah, turn that TV off. <laughs> Get out of here with that, son. Like she's perfect until she opens up her face. Um. Uh-huh. And then uh, <laughs> Soldier Boy got ready to perform, and Mike Ellis had a great joke. He said, uh, "The next artist is so young that the bishop is in the back looking at him with binoculars." Oh shit! And this was, this was uh-huh. in Atlanta. The awards were in Atlanta, and I, and it was funny how I had the crowd kind of like half erupted in laughter and then half like tripled into laughter because everybody was laughing. But it took some people a little longer to get there. Yeah, to catch the joke. <laughs> that was hilarious. I think they just didn't want to laugh at that dude. Um, and then uh, there was a like when Soldier Boy was performing. I noticed he's all tatted up, right? Yes. Super tatted up. Yes. And I was like, once you go tats on the face and the neck, you decided that you have to make it rapping, balling, or doing something illegal. That that's it. Or yeah. Be a club bouncer working a tattoo shop. Yeah, you, know you like you have decided. I will not work in an office. No, you just can't. Not unless you're going to wear damn turtlenecks and long sleeve wet, uh, winter coats all year round. Yeah, I, like I knew it. Uh-huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you good. I, w- I was just saying, like, for all you for all you tattooed up brothers out there, when you get enough tattoos that your body starts to look like a still motion anime flick, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much call it a, ga- call it a rap, bro. You you never going to be nothing but, like bro, I said, a rapper baller. Like my man uh, Wayno119 on Twitter, that's my dude. But, you know, he made it in the rap game, and I don't know what he does, you know, if he has an office job or something, too. But, you know, he's tatted up, so it's like, yeah, you can make it in the rap game, because, you know, you got to make it in the rap game, man. You can't go into the office with the short sleeve and the tats all the way up the arm. 
unless you already have something established outside of the office like you could not just make that your number one hustle because you know people judge you mm-hmm. and, and they do and the thing about some they had these kids where they had like rappers rapping and one of them like a lot of the dudes had like tattoos up their necks and all that stuff and i'm like what my thing is that people who have tattoo removals make a lot of money because if you realize some of the rappers who actually try to go mainstream actually have a lot of that stuff removed Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, 50 Cent and some other people. Yeah, they start having that stuff removed. Well, 50 Cent had to get that shit removed because he lost like 50 pounds. So you can't have a swole ass back tattoo with motherfucking nerd of the year back. So, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get that shit removed because it just ain't gonna look right. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a smart rapper that I've been, um, I've been listening to for a while. Wiz Khalifa. And if you watch the progression of Wiz Khalifa, like, he didn't have as many tats in the beginning as he does now, which lets you know that every time this nigga got a little more on, yeah. he celebrate. he had a tattoo party. He was yeah. like, yo, 2,000 people listening to our song today, dog. I'm about to get my arm tatted. And by yeah. the time he hit a couple hundred thousand, that nigga whole body is covered in tattoo. Like, so maybe a tat is good motivation. Like, if I want to be, like, a uh, uh, comedian or something that I need to just go ahead and get tats on my neck right now so it's like no. I got to be funny tonight because if not I don't eat I can't go back up no. into work like this you got to clarify though because see there's like a you got to let people know it's like they'll look at you and be like hmm he's got a lot of tattoos now either he's a rapper or he's been to prison or both yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying you do have a mixtape out uh, yeah. you just, just haven't been locked up yet and I, I, I don't want you locked up either <laughs> I nigga I got not. bills to pay <laughs> <laughs> alright man so um Twitter basically I noticed through this whole rap cypher thing they were doing that Karen referenced where they were taking like four or five individual rappers and having them all sit together rap you know to the camera mm-hmm. kind of in reference to those old Sprite commercials those old Obey Your Thirst commercials where they would have like you know brand newbie and rapping or something like okay. that well um I noticed that a lot of them referred to Twitter and a lot of them use Cat Stacks, Brian Pumper, and Lawrence Fishburne's daughter, Chippy <laughs> T, as, yeah, as all of their jokes, like, as all of their punchlines. So, Twitter really did change the rap game. Oh, yeah. Because these niggas are all getting their material from the same place. It's like, you know, if I heard one more dude be like, and I don't run through more rappers than Cat Stacks or some shit, you just like, okay, we get it. We get it. Cat Stacks fucked a lot too. <laughs> and there's got to be another reference out there. Um... I guess, I guess Superhead is like, whoo, finally. I know. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, there was a, uh, go ahead, Brandon, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not about to say nothing. I'm sorry. Oh. There was this, there's this rapper called Yellow Wolf. Yellow yeah. Wolf. I never yeah. heard of him before, but he has the same hair as Red from the Five Heartbeats. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure that he's not a white dude. Like, <laughs> he might need to come out the white dude closet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, was that that dude, the uh, white dude, like a white dude? Yeah. Was he, was he just high yellow or something? I guess. I guess that's what yellow wolf means. But it was just oh. very odd to me that he could he could be a white dude. Like yeah. he could. I thought he was a white dude. <laughs> he did high yellow, a really really red bone, as we like to yeah. say down here. <laughs> Maybe he got the neck tat just to be like, I'm one of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I can't go back even. I no. cannot get a regular job after no. this shit. I'm in. No. Oh, y'all he only got a certain number. He only right. got a certain number of tattoos, so anytime he need to throw the suit and tie back on, 
Right. Like, fall to the other side. Like, I've been over here the whole time with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> then he can do that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I need to see. I need to go back and relook at where his neck tat was and see if it's above collar level. Because you got to be careful with these white dudes, man. Yeah. They'll, they'll trick you. Didn't you say you had a coworker at your own job who had one and said she always would, like, hi? Yeah, yeah. Um, She did, man. And um, it was, like, on the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard for her because she had to wear a lot of, like, high collar stuff and i mean she like she and she was actually able to look professional and all that stuff and she wasn't like no hood chick where you know you just knew like oh i guess she got a tattoo she was just yeah. like somebody that got that tattoo maybe in college or something and then Realized. was like oh shit i gotta get a job you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, gotta, um, I gotta take care of my family this ain't gonna cut it yeah so um why I saw Trina up there, who I haven't really heard much from in a long time. But no. when is she gonna get desperate enough to make a sex tape? Cause I need somebody to hurt her self esteem so we can finally get it out the way. Cause that could, then we can all be done with her. That's pretty much all she has left for us. I don't feel like enough. I feel like she probably got so many sex tapes out there that niggas is like, why release this? Every dude on the block got this tape. Like, They've already <laughs> seen it. What the hell? I wish she would just, you know what? Release an album. Shit. <laughs> she could be like Pinky, man. She could release her own independent sex tape. That Take over the game. That's how Pinky got on. Um, This dude, Bruno Mars, need to go ahead and come out the closet, man. Because, I mean, nobody going to be shocked, but that's a gay-looking dude. Come on. I mean, him and Neo probably hang out at the same spots. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, like, I, I mean, I like his music and everything, but these dudes that softer than soft, talking about how they pull more chicks in a little bit, I mean, what is up with the women in some of these areas? Like, do they just want a nigga that can give them makeup tips and shit? I don't understand this. Like, like we gotta, <laughs> like, we gotta, women gotta stop blaming dudes and talk about the download like it's some type of huge culture no it's not a huge culture it's the dudes you fuck with exactly. it ain't like look any dude can look at these quote-unquote download dudes and in one second be like oh, oh okay he's probably gay but women be like no nah, man you you gotta stop talking about bruno mars like that he is cute all right well when you catch the hiv i'll look back at me because i tried to tell your dumb ass these the, what is like? What is attractive about somebody that soft? What is, if y'all say if he see a spider in the house, y'all both gonna be running from him? <laughs> you know this nigga can't put an end table together. You know he's nothing. It's <laughs> never gonna benefit you. Stop that fucking with these soft niggas. He said he gonna see a spider. So so get that shit, bitch. No, you get that shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you hit it with the magazine. No, you hit it with the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I already hold it up for you, bitch. Here, just hit it. Just yeah. hit it. I'm gonna call my nigga Antoine over here. You keep fucking around. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna call him too. I know. He's That's what I call the kill spiders. I don't. I can't do this shit. You knew that when you got with me. I don't get it, man. Oh, it's ridiculous. And I tell you this, I don't really even wear that much makeup. But if you give me makeup tip, this relationship is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those dudes, those dudes could definitely. Bruno Mars could give a few chicks makeup tips. Definitely, hundred percent. That's not what I heard. <laughs> 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 what what kind of tips is that again, Brent? <laughs> Coke tips. Coke tips. Coke tips. Like, you know, the, you know the boy got busted, man. Like like the the kind that go in your nose. Kind that uh he probably got from Cuddy. Oh no, man. Yeah. That's that's not good. Yeah, he got in trouble out Vegas, man. I think it was either Coke or heroin. It was one of them. He got in trouble out Vegas, fucking with that shit. Selling it or using it. Using it. Oh, oh damn. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Maybe that's what his excuse gonna be is. I got HIV through intravenous needle use. Cause he's definitely on the down low. Anyway, Gucci Man, 
or Gucci Mane, I guess is how you pronounce this shit. I heard my first Gucci Mane song, Gucci Mane song ever. Okay. And it was as whack as I expected it to be. That shit was very, what very was whack. Gucci Mane, did I miss that? Um, he's part? Mike Jones reincarnated. Is. Oh, Mike Jones? He was just the same dude. He was mm-hmm. he was just saying Mike the Jones. same shit <laughs> over and over. I don't even remember the lyrics to the song. It was something ridiculous, but it's basically the same line over and over with a couple very simplistic rhymes thrown in the middle. Uh, uh, they rhyme in colors. Like, they rhyme <laughs> in colors. I'm not lying to you. Like, they rhyme in colors. They rhyme in colors and food. So niggas will come out, they'll be like, uh, they'll be like, shirt on orange like the pills. Right. Yellow brick lime district eels. What the fuck is you talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw he he had a video called something about lemon and everything and it was yellow. I was like, fuck this. Uh, what really? I'm sorry, kids. Do I, let you do down. I feel like coloring today? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, stay inside the lines. Uh Swiss beats, uh I know he made the beat for that Gucci Man song because all I heard was horns and whistles. <laughs> that nigga sells the same beat to everybody. Rearrange it and sell it. <laughs> it's the same fucking beat. It's just and him always on the chorus, and it's always Swiss beats on the chorus, letting you know that he made the fucking beat. That's how you hey, know. All y'all get. It's like three, three, horn, horn, and then it's just him being like, everybody around, put your hands in the air. Everybody. It's like, come on, niggas, stop being on everybody's shit. Um, I, wonder if, I wonder if he's ever gotten on stage to perform and got the songs mixed up. Like he was like, he was to they all sound the same. Yeah. So his one of his drinks was on Bandman or something was on. All of a sudden he just like he just hit up a tambourine, shaking tambourine. Oh shit, my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> He's like, right wait, um, who are we performing with today? Is this Drake? He oh, ain't even man. here. Shit, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I'm tripping. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, of course I thought for a second I said, okay, I finally found the good news, which is that Waka Flocka is better than at least one rapper, and it's Gucci Man. You know, that's the bad news. Yeah, that um, is the bad news. Then I saw a commercial for Def Jam Rap Star, and it sounds cool as long as there's nothing on it past the Blueprint 1. I'm really not... I there's like I, If I can select the tracks, I think I would be cool. But if y'all just gonna throw on like the top hits from the last five or so years, I don't want you to. can miss me with that shit, man. I'm not <laughs> trying to rap. I'm not trying to rap the Gucci Man and put know. all this shit, dude. Like I might can take one or two Jeezy songs, maybe. Like I, I don't think I'm gonna be on that, man. Oh my god, I want to see the person in front of the rap star game that's listening to OJ the Juice Man talking about. I'm about to get these O's down, perfect, son. <laughs> And I'm <laughs> if, you, if you're too good at that game, you probably can't hang out with me. Like, probably. You, I need people that are actually a little bit like, hey man, so when the fuck did uh did OJ the Juice Man come out with this? You know, why? Who is Soldier Boy? That would be a. I think we can hang out more if somebody was actually like, I never heard this Soldier Boy song. Yeah, I I just recently found out who Soulja Boy was, and the same people who do the Pretty Boy swag. Yeah. I'm old as hell. Uh, I just don't listen to the radio because I was looking at him like, who? who I mean, if teach people? me how the Dougie's gonna be on there, uh-huh. won't this be the easiest game of all time? Like, there's only like these new rappers, man. Are, well, the ones I don't like, the ones I like, I actually, you know, I fuck with them. But yeah, the ones I don't, I don't like, like, man. One thing they have in common is they do like a word per bar. Like they really don't give a fuck about trying to hit you over the head with any type of lyrics or oh, metaphors. They're just straight up so slow that I could literally freestyle to their song. And sometimes <laughs> I listen to them and I play guess the next line. I, <laughs> I, I, that's how slow they're 
Yo, I was out at um reason I haven't done a show in a minute, I was out in ATL at a hip hop festival. And I got to talk to some producers and whatnot. And you know, I ain't put no names in that night. But one of them was telling me that he actually did a recorded session with Soldier Boy. And he was like, it was one of the most horrible experiences. Cause he was like, they would they would spit like a bar and then leave, go smoke some weed whatever the fuck and then come back and spit another bar Damn. and he was like that's what it was like I, all I wanted to know was did the niggas have rap books cause if they, if they had no books I would have been finished I would have been like I, know, I hope these niggas are not writing these lyrics down like some yeah. of the shit you're saying you can't even spell with the English language I, so I, I hope you're not writing that shit down no I'm way. not the cockiest dude in the world but I think I can out freestyle them compared to letting them and let them write I can let them write and then in the same amount of time, I could just be like, alright, you, you got 10 minutes to write a verse, you come back to the booth, you spit what you've written, I'm gonna make some shit up. And I'm pretty sure that it would at least be on par, if not better than what they did. Like, no question. These I, dudes I are ridiculous. Like, clever to them is like, you know, like, oh, I went outside, but I was out in the sun. Like okay, that was it raining? Yeah, Word. you haven't you haven't really. You like oh, sometimes when it rains, you gotta get wet. You're like okay, <laughs> and he's also talking about in the studio on some old. I ain't never what is. I don't know, man. Like I don't understand. Niggas be like, I ain't never had a father, but like the sun I rose. So right. I'm so, I'm so, that's more here. that's more complex than what they say. You wow. try. That's what I'm saying. You trying to fuck around is. Like the only way to imitate a lot of these whack ass rappers is to be as literal as possible, but you have to say it like it's deep. You know what I'm saying? So you can be like, when it's hot outside, niggas be sweating. Like, yeah, okay. You really thought you blew my mind with that. I mean, no offense to Jeezy, but come on, man. How much snow metaphors are there in the fucking world, dog? Like every other line is some shit about some snow and the snowman no, and how cold it is and, and Santa Claus yeah. and elves. Like, oh, ain't Christmas? Yeah. Like, what's that? I like that green, like them dollars car rolling around like a titty. And you be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how high did you get? Did you get high to the point where it actually made made shit yeah. that wasn't clever, clever? Because some dudes get high and they're able to think clever. But maybe they actually get so high that they actually go past clever and back to normal and never surprise. Um, alright man, so Royce the Five Nine had a dope boy verse in uh, all the uh ciphers, you know, that's cool. Uh that was, the ciphers were a good way for people to get shine that are never gonna win an award. That's right. Cause if you have integrity, you can't be winning hip hop awards and shit. I'm nope. sorry. But Royce, you know, that's the closest you get into the stage. Um and then um Antoine Dawson got to perform, which really uh, says a lot. Really says a lot about the state of hip hop. Um, oh lots. Yeah, and um let's see. Fuck you, B T. Fuck you. <laughs> uh. uh and I was uh, Walker Flocker came out there and he I'm not joking, I really thought that everybody out there was just being hard on the dude. Cause I knew he was whack, but I was like, Yeah, y'all are just, you know, you know, y'all just talking shit. No. This motherfucker did not say a lyric. I'm not joking. He just sung. He said the chorus. And Walker said his name and ran into the audience, tried to pull like a hundred niggas on stage with and all this without rapping, Brandon. <laughs> I, I was like, this is what happens if you treat Flavor Flav like a real rapper. Dog, I just feel stupid every time I say his name to somebody. Like I was talking to my pops and I was like, see, you gotta leave some of this music alone, you know. Cause my pops listen to um rap sometimes, and he be asking me for music. So I'd be like, 
you gotta listen you gotta leave some of these rappers alone you know like Waka Flocka and shit man I said Waka Flocka he looked at me like I was retarded like my name was Waka Flocka <laughs> who the, what the fuck is a Waka Flocka like boy I done taught you Waka, better than that Waka, Waka. I feel like he wanted to beat me and send me back to school after I said that shit. All them years of college, nigga, and you, you talking about some Waka Flockas and shit. The, you made it up, boy. Make the MLK come out of his voice, man. That's what happened when you do that shit. Lord Jesus, Obama, get that damn education <laughs> program together, please. <laughs> All right, so then let's see who else. Um, yeah, apparently, oh, and then apparently some people said what's going to happen is the initial lyrics to the rap superstar, whatever that game is, Def Jam, Rap Star, whatever, they edit it. They will be edited, but then downloadable content will be unrated, so you'll get cursing. Either way, it sounds like a ripoff to me. Fuck yes. you. I gotta buy your game, then I gotta wait for the actual game to come out. I gotta buy it, <laughs> but I gotta pay for you for me to be able to cuss at you cussing at me. Yeah, That's some old bullshit. No, and I can't you. even imagine them downgrading me for cussing. No, no thank you. Um, Alright man, so J. Cole went up there by himself, performed two songs for Dolo. That's what's real hip hop, and that's why he will never sell records. No, he won't. <laughs> and that's horrible. Man. Yeah, it was heartbreaking because I was like, this is the dopest nigga here tonight. Yes, and, he was ripping it, man. Oh, but and then at like, the end, I was just like, there's no way to receive this. Everyone had that, like, that clap, like, oh, you don't even know what you in for. <laughs> you would never win an award here. Ice Cube and uh Rev Run uh, and Sons and Sons were rapping together, mm-hmm. rapping with their sons. Uh, I thought Ice Cube didn't really do that good. You know, I, I didn't think he was uh the worst of all time. But you know, I guess when you go from you know the hard Ice Cube that I knew as a kid to this Ice Cube, it just it don't do nothing for me. It's like no. giving him credit just for being there yeah yeah because he went from you know shooting police and you know screw the police yeah. to you know are we there yet those yeah, are two exactly. separate genres like you call a white women cave bitch and now you are going on oprah like come on um and then and i mean nothing's wrong with that but just oh, hang no, up I the mic it, yeah like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop I, I'm through. i respect your career your legacy just stop tarnishing it it's like jordan Steele trying to play for the wizards and shit like calm down Ice-T, oh. don't come back. Please, nigga, don't come back. <laughs> no, Ice-T not Stay come back. He on, uh, what is it, uh, Lock- SVU, stay where you at. Uh, my man, uh, uh, first of all, I said Q shit was whack, you know what I'm saying, and a couple people got upset about that. I'm sorry, the shit was whack. I'm not apologizing. Uh, my man Diggy killed it, though. Diggy Simmons, he was actually pretty dope, um... And that dude probably has a bright future depending on if he even wants to rap and that might be what we start to see from rap now is you know, all these all these kids now, you know, they're starting to have middle class to upper class backgrounds. So yep. maybe we're gonna start seeing rappers that are like, Yeah, so I'm actually not gonna rap about how I kill some people. No. Cause, you know, my daddy wouldn't like that. That's right. <laughs> but what is their depression? Like having eight thousand dollar a week allowance taken away? Well that's what hey, I like about like, that's what I like about Iggy is that he wasn't trying to depress me. You know what I'm saying? Like and I like I listened to um what was it, Air uh fuck Airborne, is that the name of it? I know he has his own like album out, and it's, yeah, mixtape out. Yeah, mixtape. It's air something, and it's not fucking depressing, and I like that. Like, you don't have to be a hardcore motherfucker to not depress me. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to tell me how you would kill somebody or who no. sold some drugs. I like those. That's where I think Drake, uh, Bob, Kid Cudi, 
I think they went wrong a little bit because they felt like I need to have some pain to share with the world. And it's like, yeah, man, but everybody ain't gonna relate to that. So that, that's no, no. true. That's true. And when you was talking about rapping about what they what they experienced, like you said, yeah, we now have a generation of, of people that are gonna grow up and start rapping, but they gonna start rapping about CPUs. They gonna start rapping about <laughs> you know. They gonna start. They gonna be rapping about their millions, but their millions as a CEO. Right. Oh, I mean, we gonna that's nerve rappers, man. Things gonna be on the radio talking about some driving in the whip, high as a bitch, crash like a hard drive. So, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm, gonna be, I'm not gonna be able to listen to rap at that point. Like I gotta be honest, I miss some of the DMX type rappers. Like watching that Kevin Hart stand up where he did the whole niggas talk too much shit before they about to fight. Like I miss that whole real nigga in the street selling drugs, in hell, one bed, one cot. One blanket. You ever been night night nigga and have everybody at the club going night night? Like I, I miss shit like that. Uh, I mean that's the thing. I feel like it'll always be room for that. You know what I'm saying? But I, for me personally, if it's not authentic, then why spit it? You know, it's like the thing I was telling the dude about the Cleveland show where I'm like, look, man, I feel authenticity is a part of entertainment. So if you're just speaking on an experience, but it's not your experience, I'm gonna fucking notice. And once I notice the illusion is gone and you you lose my ear, you know? So I would much rather Diggy Simmons talk about his upbringing and how, you know, how shit went than Drake try to convince me that he was always depressed where I'm like, no, you weren't, nigga. You was making money. Your life was not that fucking tough. The, your depression is, oh, this girl won't call me back. Like, I... That doesn't compare to DMX's, I'm on crack and I don't... I want people to find out. That is much yes. more depressing. And on top of... I'm so sorry. And on top of that, that's 16. I'm grown. I'm <laughs> not afraid about no little girl calling me back. Yeah, well, or I don't mind, like, I don't mind a 16-year-old hitting me with 16-year-old problems. Okay. Like, if Diggy Simmons has a song about this bitch threw my letter in the trash, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. You're uh-uh. fucking 16. I understand. That's just shredded You can't be, like, 24 and still rapping about shit that... Like, oh, why won't you call me? I, you know, I'm so lonely. I got a bunch of friends, but they're not really my friends. Nigga, change your life. Stop rapping. <laughs> Looking in the studio, I would be a mad as fuck if I was in the studio, and that nigga was like, <laughs> I see way more people in here than it was last year. Who the fuck are y'all? I'm like, what's happening to me? So who am I? Nigga, I'm the engineer. I, you know, I'm the producer. I'm, I'm confused. Here. I'm here because you can finally pay me. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to like the whole Drake thing. Just it's, it, I ain't even. I'm gonna talk like a kid. Matter of fact, nigga, that whole Drake shit is booty, son. That shit is booty. <laughs> Cause I'm tired of hearing this nigga complain. Drake's biggest problem last year was being able to stand up for longer than five minutes on stage and not being scared of women flashing their titties in his face. Like that was it. He was either running from titties or falling on stage and breaking something. And I like Drake. Like, that's for the, for the, like, I like Drake. I wanna like him. I'm rooting for him, but I got, I'm hard on him. Cause I'm like, nigga, you can do better than this, and we all know it. Everybody, even the people that support him are like, yeah, man, you know, you gotta realize this album is for the ladies. Okay, grown ass man, what are you doing listening to it? <laughs> you don't fuck with LL Cool J, do you? So stop trying to. I got LL Cool J. I need dude. Of course you do. You have a vagina. Dude, I'm <laughs> not fucking with that shit. So stop trying to convince me that I'm crazy because I thought he could make a good rap album like he did before. Now, if you no. like LL Cool J, you're a man. Something wrong because that nigga do lick his lips a lot. Yeah, I can't support that shit. Nope. <laughs> uh, Salt and Pepper was there. Speaking of women. 
And they got like a, you know, award for like a lifetime achievement type thing. And that was cool. Cause I remember when they was young, when I was young, I had a crush on, uh, Spinderella. As everybody did. Every brother had a crush on Spinderella. Yeah. She was the perfect woman. Played music, shut the fuck up, and just looked sexy. Hell yes. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree was there. He was the only nigga on stage that was shorter than the mic. Um, he was with me. Yeah, Nelly was probably second shortest, but I never realized Nelly was that short, man. I Kelly Rowland was like towering over this nigga. Yeah, probably because she had heels on. Yeah, I don't know, but um, let's see. Say fucking Jermaine Dupree, the only nigga that got to roll up his cornrows. That's why he cut them bitches off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what? I am tired of getting these fucking cornrows tangled up around my feet, nigga. I keep most niggas step on their pants leg, fuck their jean bottoms up. I be fucking up cornrow ends and shit. I'm sure, of this shit. I'm sure by the fucking time he was done, like his cornrows probably look like Jerry Rice's. You know? Shit. But they started behind his ears and shit, where you just like, <laughs> let it go, Jermaine. It's yeah, the Nick Cannon cornrows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kanye's cypher was the best. It had like Common in it, Pusha T yeah. was in his cypher. Big Sean was in there. Although, I guess Big Sean is an ironic nickname because this nigga is skinny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was like, who is this emaciated mother? Oh, oh, that's Big Sean? Damn, it's crazy how when you just listen to music and you don't really, like, look at people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not really into the whole, like, oh, I like this dude's music. Let me go find out about his personal life. Yeah. So it's funny how, like, me seeing Big Sean made me think differently of him. Like, Damn, this nigga be talking mad hard with the with his going yeah. it's so skinny. Like yes. niggas can beat your ass. It was like the first time. In a heartbeat, son. It was like the first time I saw Mob Deep. Well, I was like, I can beat both these niggas. What are they talking about? Yeah, they wildin', man. Like, okay, like I'm tired of these dudes stealing names from the big dudes, though. Like, okay, and it started with the wire. I feel like that's why Big Sean named himself Big Sean. Because he's seen that episode of The Wire where the cops are trying to find Slim and come to find out, or not Slim, what was it, Little Kev? And come to find out Little Kev was actually a fucking house. Yeah. And, and niggas couldn't find him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I seen Big Sean in person. So, I remember going to the concert and I was like, I've never, I've never seen a picture of Big Sean. I've only heard him on music. So I have no idea what this nigga look like. All of a sudden, I see all these people run, pulling out the cameras, putting out phones, shoving them people's faces. I'm like, who is this nigga? I took a picture just to take up. I'm like, okay, let me get a picture. I'll post it on the blog, write about this nigga later, you know, because he sounded okay on stage. Right. I ain't find out until like two days later that that was Big Sean. I was like, that nigga was Big Sean? <laughs> I thought that was Yellow Wolf. I mean, he was good, too. It's just, it's just surprising because, you know, I heard his music before. Um, And then, of course, uh, B.O.B. performed with his guitar and shit. And I've tried, man, and I, I just can't pretend. I'm not going to fake it. I don't like B.O.B. You know, and I really gave him more than a fair shot. Like, I've probably tried to listen to that album four or five times. Um, and even, like, after he performed Airplane on the MTV Awards, which I thought was probably the best performance of the night. Yes. Uh, even after that, man, I like, I, st- I got like that, like, okay, I'm going to fuck with this dude again. Let me just listen to this shit. And the same thing, I put the album in by, like, track five or six. I'm like... Why did I put this in? Bruh, you, I don't like him. B.O.B. is a product of the machine. And when I say that, B.O.B.'s earlier mixtapes, which you need to go back and listen to him because he got some tight-ass songs up there, that's what people were expecting his album to sound like. But what happened was B.O.B. became that product of the machine. And yeah. they took him in the studio, they took his voice, and they took some of the not-so-gangster, just-a-country guy with a guitar and a mic mm. sound about him. And they, they put all this studio 
behind him. Uh-huh. That's why his album sounds like that. His mixtapes sound nothing like his album, though. Like, go... I could recommend you some um, mixtapes that you could listen to, and it right. does not sound like his album at all. All right, cool. Man, hit me up on hit me up on Twitter with that one, man, because I, I do want to. I mean, man, like he has potential there, but I just like I ain't feeling this whole you know vibe with the guitar and the singing and the you know the like. It's almost like he had a band on stage that he didn't need. You know, like yeah. they had a band there with him, but it was like, what are y'all really doing? Y'all aren't really. Performing like a band, y'all might as well just be playing an instrumental track and syncing, you know, lip syncing. Ah. Um, so let's get into some random thoughts. Adam and Eve, uh, the pornography company, they sent a mailer, like a, a flyer, to my house through the mail, and it was a coupon. And the coupon was like, "Hey, buy this, get some percentage off or some shit." Um, it wasn't really work safe. Like, it didn't show nipples or anything, but there was clearly some suggested pictures on it. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, are they blackmailing me now? Because, like, I, I ordered them for them once, through them once, and then I was like, I'm done. I don't, I don't need anything for a while. I'm good. Thank you, Adam and Eve. And then they was really like, nigga, you gonna, like, they send me an email every day. I'm like, okay, calm down with that shit. I don't need an email every day. I get it, y'all. I know that's where all the sex is. I get it. And they was like, no, um, you know, when they sent me our original package, it was wrapped up, it was neat, you know what I'm saying, nondescript, nobody could have known what was in it. Now they sending me fucking flyers and shit, like, are they trying to make me buy something, or is it going to start, it's going to get worse? They come knock on your door? Yeah, they just going to send like a big pink, a pink dildo that glow in the dark with like lights on it and be like, ah. Look at this nigga. Look what he ordered. You know, like a, a speaker on the box. Porn, <laughs> porn. Like I, I, I feel like they was trying to embarrass me in front of my mailman. So, <laughs> so, I, so I don't know what you, you like. Titties. We gonna we gonna show you all types of titties. You go. You signed up for titties, nigga, and that's what you gonna get. A whole bunch of titties. And Karen, and Karen talks to anybody, right? So when we moved in, <laughs> when we were moving in, Karen talked to our mailman. Because I don't even remember why she talked to him, but he I just came up to the door and he was like, oh, so you guys are moving in or some shit. It's been a few years now, but, you know, somehow the conversation got to the point where he's like, well, you know, some people get pornography through the mail and, you know, you got to deliver that kind of stuff. And I had to go over there like, Karen, what the fuck? Like, get back in here and unpack these boxes. I know. His dad was like, son, you better go get your wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, so now this nigga is judging me because I was like, I will probably be having some of that delivered. And I would like you to save your judgment, motherfucker. And I didn't start that conversation as just so you know. Sure, sure. I didn't. <laughs> I tell you, not the person you need to talk to. Not man, you. please. Karen always starts conversations. We we went to the store yesterday. I just gotten used to it. I it's like it doesn't even fuck with me anymore. But like we went to the store yesterday. I, I go to the checkout. You know, I'm trying to get my shit. To, you know, like all right, motherfucker, process my order. Let's make this an easy conversation. But even the way Karen approaches the conversation is inviting of an actual conversation. Like, you know how they're just like, hey, how you doing? Most people would just be like, hey, how you doing? And, you know, I'm good. You know, just leave it like that. I don't want to have a fucking friendship. All right? We're not going to find each other on Facebook after this. But Karen will be like, how are you doing? Which is just a small tone of difference. But it's something about that that makes people be like, well, you know, my mom is in the hospital, and I'm like, God damn it, can we leave? Can we Do I got to fucking donate to this nigga now? I've what gotten is- better, okay? I've gotten better. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, um, today's, like, I was thinking about it, right? 
because uh, I don't remember what made me think about it. I think I woke up with this thought on my mind, which is fucking weird. But I was thinking, like, by today's standards, would Moses have been considered a terrorist? Because when they wouldn't let his people go, they was, like, unleashing the locusts on these ass, on their ass, oh, turning yeah. the river to blood. Oh, like, yeah, plagues and killing firstborn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, America could not handle that right now. We actually was, like, we going to catch Osama and then, like, locusts descended on the cornfield. We would be like, we give... Like, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we yeah. Nothing, my bad, dog. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like getting attacked no more. The today. pharaoh, the pharaoh was a strong-willed motherfucker. Oh yeah, because it got to the point where they was like, "Look, nigga, we gonna kill your kids. We gonna kick stupid strong." Yeah, they they broke out in balls on their skin. Like yeah. they really got jacked up. Yeah, I don't need to go through all that. And go ahead, go away. I don't really feel the whole like uh like people just like this is a different topic, but. I watched uh, Real Time with Bill Maher the other day, uh-huh. and there was this chick on there from the TV, <laughs> and she was so fucking stupid, and Bill Maher was able to get to the heart of the fallacies that I have with the Tea Party, and you would think that going on national TV, a woman that was representing them would be prepared for these questions, because yes. that's exactly what he's going to bring you on for, you know? He's going to ask you these questions. So, when he's asking her, okay, you want to cut spending and you want to cut things okay what would you cut right now what would you cut because there's certain hot rails in american politics you cannot touch you can't say i'm going to take your medicare your oh, medicaid dude. you can't say that i'm going to cut defense spending no you can't, you can't say, say i'm going to cut homeland security nope so like when once he started asking us like so what would you cut and she's just saying well we wouldn't have passed the stimulus and you're like well Obama's stimulus worked and we actually got the money back from the companies who bailed out um, it actually is ahead of schedule um, so some companies have already completely paid it back um well I wouldn't have done that well if you wouldn't have done that unemployment would have been 13% instead of 10% and it's just like she was so unprepared right so yeah. all I said was man this woman is stupid and some other chick was on Twitter <laughs> was like, well, you got to give her credit for standing her ground and just speaking her mind. No, the no. fuck, I don't. You got to get her credit for standing in shit. Yeah. What the fuck she talking about, man? Like, most of these, most of them don't know, no. And that's what, I was listening to one of Chris's shows, right, um, on Insanity Report. And that's what, what he was talking about at the end. Like, that's some scary shit. Yep. That these people stand so tall for shit that they have no idea why they standing for it in the first place or what could come from it. It man, a mob is like the stupidest motherfucker. The IQ of a mob is definitely about forty-five. Yeah, exactly. it don't get no higher than that. Though. Exactly. I can start a mob right now. I can, <laughs> if I just ran in the mall and was like, "Black shoes mean that you hate Jews," all like a whole mob of people be like, "He got black shoes on. He got black shoes on." Right. That motherfucker be dead for his black shoes. And none of them None of them would pass a GED exam. Like, <laughs> that would be it. Like, you should have to have some type of exam to pass before you could join the mob. One of them ended up on Team Mob, so, I mean, that, that's <laughs> obvious. No. And, and my thing is that when Rob was talking about this show, the thing about the lady is that if you're going to come on and you're going to post statistics, you need to be correct. Because she kept saying that we have spent more on that stimulus package than we have on... um what was it the uh than they have in the wars and all that stuff like she was saying something like mm-hmm. that and my thing is that if you're going to quote numbers be correct about your numbers well the other thing that she said that was kind of weird was when she was like and a lot of republicans do this and I, I know why they do it they're trying to get the offices back I, you know I'm not 
I see the game for what it is. I'm not sitting up here trying to say one side is wrong, one side no, is wrong. No. Um, but one thing that she said that I thought was just uh, pretty much laughable was whenever, whenever it's like, well, you know, Obama's budget and his deficit were much bigger than the Bush deficit. Yeah, well, one thing Obama did, like the first order of office business was, hey, let's put this war on the books. Everything we're spending on this fucking war is now on the budget now. It is now counted as part of our deficit. And that alone immediately drives him up from Bush. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but people forget that that was his first thing he did when he got in office. Like, that doesn't have any bearing on why the deficit so, would be bigger. So, when we had Bush, all this money going towards the war, with no accounting done on it? No, no. no. He was able to be so, like, it's a war that is different type of uh, spending and money than the money that we have in the budget. And so, Obama basically said, that's bullshit. And Democrats have been saying that for years. And to their credit, they actually did put that shit on the budget and in the deficit. Like, yes, we have spent this fucking money. It's not coming back. And instead of people being like, Okay, now we need to lower our expectations because we are now accounting for something that we weren't even addressing before. People were like, the budget is even more fucked up because they're counting this shit. It's like, okay, idiot. You know? <laughs> like it's, They all full of shit, man. Wow. Yeah, they all full of shit. Like, um, they're not saying nothing. They're not doing anything, you know, different than what they've done. The only reason they're doing most of this shit is because they just don't. For me, To me, it just stems from having a black person. Like, yeah. people keep saying that, that it ain't got nothing to do with him being be- being black or whatever. But, okay, like, Michael Steele is one of the dumbest motherfuckers out here. Oh, my God. And they hate him because he's dumb. Like, I, I, I really don't believe that they don't like him because he's black. I think they really hate him because he's dumb. Well, I, I, I like Michael Steele before he uh, actually became head of the... Uh you know, uh, the uh, RNC, and the only the only reason they made him head was because, in my opinion, he's black, and it was like, okay, we need to show that we're not afraid to have a black man heading us, but he's fucking incompetent, and as you call him out for being incompetent, you know, and I, by incompetent, I just mean like for what they want of an RNC chairperson, yes. he's incompetent. I don't think he's actually incompetent as a politician no. or when it comes to uh, articulating Republicans' points of view. He's actually very good, but it's just that the Republicans at this point don't want somebody who's nuanced and able to bring his own opinion. They actually want people that just toe with the party line. You can't say stuff like Rush Limbaugh is not indicative of the Republican Party. He's just a person on the radio. You can't say that if you're a Republican. But that's you have to suck thing. him off. And when he said that, they turned on his ass. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Mike? Like, <laughs> like you, we roll with him. What are you... You can't talk shit about that, dude. So you're, I, killing our, you're, you're killing the way we're flooding people with ignorance, Mike. What you yeah. doing, Mike? Yeah. You can't so, take away the ignorance. You gotta let them have their ignorance. How do you think we're gonna stay on top, Mike? Yeah, Mike is that dude that he, he'll fuck around and say something reasonable... And that's not what Republicans are about right now. So that's why he's looking bad is because they're trying to run a hard party line that's more along like the Tea Party line and you identify with the really hard edge conservatives. So, you know, it's really hard for him. And, you know, another point that um, that Bill Maher brought up that I thought was great was he was like, OK, you say the Tea Party is independent. Why do you have 132 people running on the Republican ticket? <laughs> to how many people running on the Democratic ticket? Zero. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, so I decided that I'm an astrologist because I like to look at women's asses. And there needs to be a term for that. Yo, there does because I have that problem too, bro. Yeah, so I'm going to tell... 
gonna tell women I'm an astrologist from now on. Instead of a instead of an astrologist, I'm an astrologist. Um, apparently two of my <laughs> favorite podcasters had a little beef last week. Oh, and, uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was hard listening because I went and listened to it after they squashed the beef. So I'm not gonna name names, but if you listen to their podcast, you probably already know. But I actually was listening to it and, and like. It was almost like I listened to it like Memento. You know what I'm saying? The movie. <laughs> like I went and listened when they was the angriest at each other. But then I, but I, the, the first one I listened to was when they actually forgave each other and were cool. But it was just really awkward to listen to because I was like, I like both y'all motherfuckers. Stop acting up. Get along. <laughs> like, like, please get along. I would really hate, hate to have to start picking sides and shit. I was, don't, <laughs> it was a rocking the chilling circuit, man. Don't rock the chilling circuit. Yeah, man. with the chillers, we gotta sit. Oh. Let me just talk to them real quick. Hey, black podcasters, man. We gotta split together. Stick mm-hmm. together. This is the chitlin' circuit. Mm-hmm. You gotta have one time. These white people don't want to see us succeed, except for Chloe from no, Cho- sir. No, shout out to Cut Chonilla. But yes, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> they want to see us arguing. Don't you yeah. think they? We gotta end black on black podcast and violence. Yeah. So anyway, we gotta stick together like cream corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's some country shit. Yeah, that was way more country. <laughs> Um, so I, I watched Lean you on talking Me. about chitlins. What you talking about? It's the chitlins circuit. Man, I'm not explaining this again. We, we, um, no, but cream corn is country and chitlins ain't. Uh, j- j- joke part. Got you. Next, uh, next thought. I watched Lean on Me again this week. Principal Joe Clark would have been the illest personal motivator, the best life coach of all time, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> like, you can picture yourself being like, I'm going to eat some fries. It's like, you eat fries, don't you? Well, jump. <laughs> You're killing yourself. You're doing that expeditiously. That nigga will make you. That nigga will make you do right through confusion. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I want to do right now. I want to do right. <laughs> I'll be saved. He would be the best sponsor of anybody in the uh, alcohol anonymous program and shit. Like you call him, like man, I'm feeling like I'm gonna take a drink. Well, why don't you just drink the whole bottle? That's what I. <laughs> Kill yourself. And then just drink the glass. Yeah. Hold up. Drink the glass. You want to kill yourself, don't you? Drink that nigga, the glass. That nigga turned that school around in like three days. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed that Karen's opinion on life is a because it's a very positive outtake. Is a lot like her opinion on movies. And I think that's why she always likes all movies. Unless they're really fucking terrible. And I'm always like, oh, that's about a six out of ten. No, it's a four out of ten. Like... I try to be accurate. Karen's just like, I either liked it or I didn't. The end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, speaking of liking movies, we saw Red. Yes, we did. And that movie would have been perfect if they would have just left. And I don't know why Hollywood does this. Can you leave the fucking love interest out of a movie for once? Yep. Uh, there was nothing more out of place than the ditzy mom from the show Weeds playing Bruce Willis's love interest. First of all... Nancy yeah. is his love interest. Yeah, first of all, it's very insulting to her. I mean, she got a check, so that's cool. But there's nothing more insulting than them taking a brunette woman who's much, who looks much younger than her love interest mm-hmm. and being like, this is the dude that you're with. Like, what are you trying to say? She ugly? That the audience <laughs> will buy... They will buy that she needs a man so bad... And she was settled for a 60-year-old dude with a whole lot of problems. 
So let's do it again. Matter of fact, let's do it five times this season. Uh, we're gonna do it every three every three episodes. We're gonna do it, and we're not gonna consistently pay some of the actors. They're just gonna, they're just gonna pop up out of nowhere like a genie or some shit. Grant wishes and then go right back to wherever the fuck they came from. Uh, and they did that shit from season four through season seven. It is some of the most horrible scripting I have ever seen in my life. Like, wow. It's like, what can we do that's crazy? Um, let's make a nigga chew his fingers off. Okay, and then what are they gonna do? They gonna do surgery to reattach his fingers, even though he probably gonna chew them off again. Okay, uh, let's do that. It's yeah, ridiculous. I don't know. I never got into that show, but you know, I'm, it's one of those ones I'm glad I missed. Where it's like, it seems that I have that addictive personality, so it's like once shit goes bad, I keep watching normally. Mm-hmm. So until like this year or maybe last year. Uh, that's always been my struggle. And I'm proud. I'm really, you know what I'm saying? I'm proud. And Roger, you know, I get something up in a heartbeat. Turn it off. <laughs> keep it yeah, I, but I would like, be like, no, this is, this is just one more episode of Heroes. Maybe this like, is a good no, one. It sucks. <laughs> you I'm know rude. what I'm saying? So, so I'm glad I didn't season. watch it. Um, but speaking of predictable plot lines, rapper T.I. sentenced to 11 months in prison. T.I. had his probation revoked by a federal judge on Friday and was sentenced to 11 months in prison. Meaning that this that this 30 year old rapper will soon begin serving his second of two prison terms within a two year time span. This news just comes a few days after T.I. Uh, literally helped save a human life by convincing a suicidal man in Atlanta not to jump off of a building. <laughs> you thought I was going to save you? Oh my god. I mean, I, I I wrote up that article. I don't know if you read what I wrote on my blog about that whole T.I. shit. Him helping the dude who jumped off the building. But I seriously think that that is a PR stunt. Like, my man, are you trying to tell me that T.I. is riding around with a CB radio in his car? <laughs> Batman with no cape. And he was just like, oh, oh nigga about to jump. That's me. <laughs> And he just walked up to the to do it was like excuse me commissioner gordon i, I mean P- commissioner polite um i think i can talk this guy down i've watched enough negotiator on tnt this weekend and i feel like that i can actually do this and <laughs> that's what he did and it was like get the fuck out of it like nigga was like ti well this ain't worth wasting my life i got to talk to this nigga he just got out too yo come on See, I, I thought it was a stunt too and you know that's First of all, that's all I want to read of this article because I can really give a fuck, man. I just hope he has another good album. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> like, if this shit ain't about music, I'm not fucking with T.I., man. He, he's the exact type of nigga I don't want to hang around. No. Like, like I would love to be able to support this brother, but come on, dog. You roll with the heat when you ain't supposed to have the heat. You got the damn drugs when you know you got your kids at home and your wife in the car with you and shit. Like, you don't give a fuck about yourself. I can't no, give no. a fuck for you. So um, the other article about T.I., it says, uh, days after T.I. helped convince a suicidal man from plunging off a building, the jumper's mother has come forward to speak on the situation. And I'm trying to think, if I was going to kill myself, what celebrity could talk me down? Like, whose music do I like enough to where I'd be like, well, if Common says I shouldn't do it, I guess maybe shit ain't as bad as I thought. Um, It says, she said... I wish it was a publicity stunt and my son was hurting as bad as he is to get up there uh, and my son wasn't hurting as bad as he is to get up there and do something like that. It's an embarrassment really. It's like my god. Thank god for T.I. So I'm just saying that 
So I'm just saying that it's crazy for people to think that someone would do that as a publicity stunt. It just bothers my mind. My son was on top of the roof. I was speaking to an officer on the phone. He would not come down while I was on the phone because I was still at work and I needed to try and keep my job okay. <laughs> Damn. You know what? It bothers me that you didn't know you could have got your son off of the roof by just playing some T.I. music. Yeah, get this nigga out Yeah, That's it. If you just played some T.I. through the loudspeaker, this motherfucker would have came down and started jamming. But yeah. no, you didn't know your son ah. to know that he loves I'm, ser- I'm Serious. Now, I mean, <laughs> could have played some of that, some old T.I. where he was really, really good, you know, or you could have played some Bring It Back and he would have brought his ass back down. I mean, you didn't do that, did you? No. <laughs> I mean, so there you go. You know your son got 12 T.I. posters in his wall, in his room. You know what to play for him. Um, and he got 20 copies of ATL, and you acting like you ain't know. So she stayed at work, you know what I'm saying, because she was trying to keep her job, which is fucked up. <laughs> My mom's going to kill myself. Baby, you know I don't get a break till 1030. <laughs> what are you doing? Calling my mom her job. Uh, She says, that's part of my son's problem. He can't find work in Atlanta. He has other issues and problems. He's thinking that's where it ends, and that's when it hit. He didn't want to live anymore. Um, and so T.I. said, hey, I'm not taking any credit. Uh, in an interview with uh, Ryan Cameron, uh, who's a radio host, it could have been resolved in another way. The fact of the matter is God put me in a position and put it in my spirit to be in the position to help, and I can't take any credit for that. I didn't wake up this morning with the intentions of going down and helping hostage negotiators talk, so down, talk someone down off a ledge. I don't think that could be in, in anyone's plan of action. I don't expect this to have a different impact, any different impact on any of my circumstances. That's my motivation. So, all right, God put him in a position to help this dude, and that's cool. Why did God put him in a position to get caught with them drugs, man? That's not enough. <laughs> God be tripping sometimes, Yo, man. That's what, that's what it is. But see, this is like, this is going to be like that whole MTV with the I'm 16 and pregnant phenomenon type shit where all these 16 year olds all of a sudden are getting pregnant so they can be on MTV. See what's gonna happen now? You gonna have a whole bunch of ledge jumpers that's gonna be up there. I'm not getting down till you bring Hove up in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, right? I'm not getting down till I talk to Fifty Cent. I want early copies of Blueprint Four, motherfucker. Get Hove <laughs> up in this bitch. I got hey, reasonable doubt. Bring him up in this motherfucker. And you gotta be careful because you know, like Kanye will probably just let you die. You know? Hell what yeah, saying? Kanye will be doing a U stream about yeah. how he is not driving to Atlanta to help some motherfucker who want to kill themselves. Yeah. Let me pick, pick some. Make sure you pick wisely and pick some out of the cans. I want Nicki Minaj to show me that's her real ass. I don't believe it. <laughs> I jump. Um. So speaking of religious people, um, acting up, New Birth Missionary Church apparently. Nobody's safe, not even the women. Um, Newburgh Missionary Baptist Church is the focus of another lawsuit. This one by a former employee who alleges, employee who alleges, alleges she was the victim of sexual harassment, sexual discrimination, and retaliation. Oh, Tamma Colson, who was described in the lawsuit as a married resident of Georgia, claims a male supervisor showed her photographs of a male sex organ on a fe- cell phone. <laughs> a male sex organ, like she didn't know what it was. Yeah. What is that? It must have been. Brett Farr's penis and she could <laughs> Is this I, I even a penis? Yes. You can't identify that. What is, what is this? Is that, is that Michael Jackson's penis? What is that? Yeah, what is this? Is this a potato? That looks like a male organ, but I don't know where you would put it. <laughs> Someone skinned this potato way too small. I feel uh-huh. harassed. Ah. <laughs> In a lawsuit filed Wednesday in the U.S. District Court of Atlanta, Colson agrees she was harassed, demoted, and later discharged from Lithonia Church after she complained. Uh, Colson, who attended New Birth with her family, said in the suit 
She was hired by the church in August 1998 as an audio engineer and was eventually promoted uh, to duplication manager, overseeing the reproduction of broadcasts of the new birth services. Am I the only one that feels a little off-put by the fact that a church needs this many types of employees? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're in charge of duplication now. Uh, yes, yeah. I was on audio, but I need you to auto-tune some of the preacher today. You can't talk about them, Nari. They're doing a business for God. That's a yeah. business for God. <laughs> uh, the lawsuit alleges in October 2009, a male supervisor in the church's television department showed her a picture of a sex, of a sex organ on his cell phone. Colson said she was horrified and asked the supervisor, what the hell is your problem? She he, she said he grinned and walked away. That nigga did a pre-flash. He's like, that gotcha, like, bitch. That nigga that was like, this is just a picture. You gonna get more later when I got my overcoat. Yeah, and you work in church. Like, you thought this would be cool in church. That's why, man, dude, ain't nothing but some hypocrites up in there sometimes. You gotta watch your back. Um, yeah. The lawsuit claimed the church was aware of previous incidents between the supervisor and female employees and congregants, but never took corrective action. So this dude just walking around with pictures of dicks on his cell phone all the time? Wow. Was he on the low or was he straight? This is confusing. (laughs) In May 2010, the suit alleges Colson learned that her department was going to be placed under control of the television department where the male supervisor worked. She asked to be transferred out that department or warned that she would resign. A church elder convinced her to stay, but in June she found out that the man would be her boss. She said she began a camp, he began a campaign of torment against her. Oh, church people, y'all had to be so dramatic. Including, it was a campaign of torment. You holy niggas. I don't understand. (laughs) Stop being so holy, damn it. Obviously that shit make you go crazy. Like, I believe that there's a higher power and everything, but I damn sure ain't about to act a fool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Including, uh, coming into her office and staring. Oh, the torment! Actually, that could be pretty torment. If you came in my office and just looked at me out. Like, (laughs) get out. What you doing? I'm Menage harass a motherfucker. Yeah. I will Menage harass your ass. I will stare at you with my eyes. He just came. Funny faces. He just came in and was like, uh, can you, uh, check your text messages? No. Well, I'm gonna wait till you do. And then she saw the dick and he was like, ha ha ha, I walked out. Some <laughs> <laughs> ass thing to do. It's like a little boy or something. Um, I mean, but why would you even tell some shit like that? Like, me, honest, if somebody did that, like, if somebody, if somebody did that to me, which is, which is gay as fuck but if somebody did that shit I would just be laughing did, yeah. this, mother, did that just this really happen like, at, like that doesn't happen to me like at, at work though it would be different like I like if your boy did that it's like oh okay I see I need to lose this nigga's number <laughs> really? but as, as far as like at work it's like what the fuck are you doing boss you know <laughs> dude that signs the time cards what, what are you doing um, let's see, a lesbian couple who say they have, they were asked to leave a North Carolina shopping mall after sharing a kiss and a hug met with the center's property manager on Saturday. We welcome the opportunity to sit down with the women and offer our sincere regrets over last week's incident, said George York, president of York Properties, which uh, manages the Cameron Village Shopping Center in Raleigh. The incident took place Wednesday at Cameron Village. Caitlin Breedlove told, uh, <laughs> Breedlove, for real. <laughs> it's funny yeah. because she's not a breeder. She can't have kids if she's gonna be gay. Oh, um, told CNN Raleigh affiliate WRAL that she and her partner were being affectionate but appropriate with one another, uh, when a security officer asked them to leave the shopping center. The officer told the couple they were being inappropriate and that nobody wants to see that here at Cameron Village. 
damn, this nigga was going above and beyond duty. <laughs> Did they instruct him? To, like, look, there's been a lot of lesbian making out sessions on your shift. And, uh, that that motherfucker was on his, uh, he was on his Seth Rogen Observer Report shit. Yeah, yeah, he was on the observer report. Uh, the couple asked to speak to the officer's supervisor, uh, Dan Palatucci, who manages the Flying Biscuit restaurant. Oh! <laughs> I know! <laughs> the Flying Biscuit got caught up in this bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck is Flying Biscuit? Oh, it's a delicious oh, restaurant. Very, very delicious. Oh, it's so good. Yes, it is. One of mm. our favorite restaurants. I can't believe world. this shit. Uh, they really let me down. They let me down, man. I don't uh, know if I should boycott. I don't think I had the strength. Not against flying biscuit, no. never. I, I, mm-hmm. They had to be racist or something first. Yeah, like, you you got to come down here and try to fly yeah. biscuit down here to country with us. Y'all got they got them in Atlanta too, man. Um, but anyway, so he manages the flying biscuit restaurant, the shopping center where the couple had eaten before the incident. He told WRAL that he also voiced concern about the officer's actions to the Cameron Village villages management. We really just don't discriminate at all. We love everybody that loves our food. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. That's yeah. why I fuck with y'all flying biscuits. Yes, I love you too. Yes. So I guess we don't. I'm going to go there again. We got to go there soon. Yeah, we do. Oh, wildly. We apologize to the women that were offended and we affirm that Cameron Village and York Properties Inc. have no tolerance for discrimination of any kind and believes all people deserve the right to be treated fairly in their work, home, and daily lives, despite whether they are lesbian, fish-eating, cut lickers, or niggers. Um, the letter of apology was also sent to the women. Uh, Bree Love is a gay activist. Oh, damn, they really oh, Lord. on one. Lord, <laughs> she's like, she gonna have them all lined around the building now. She's like, don't you know, like, what do you do for a living? I am a gay activist. <laughs> That's all my resume. My resume just says gay and angry. Oh Lord, they don't fuck. They don't fuck with the woman that was walking around the mall with the t-shirt on and said "Carpet Muncher Extraordinaire." Yeah, and now they they pick bit the wrong hand. Oh um, Lord, that's why you don't fuck with lesbians like that. Um, plus, they won't let you. I've tried. Uh, let's see, police women targeted and wait, police. <laughs> semicolon. <laughs> semicolon. Oh, my that is very, very important to this fucking sentence. Yes. Police. Period. Women targeted in party overdoses. Young women, young women at a party attended by 50 Central Washington University students and other young people were prom- the primary target of spiked drinks. Authorities said Saturday the incident resulted in multiple reports of o- overdoses. So somebody ain't get they, they dosage right. You just want to rape them, not kill them. Come on, fellas. Ooh, what frat was this? That should be part of the training. Um, some of the victims said they had consumed only one or two beverages before becoming ill, um, said the police chief. Uh, their level of intoxication just didn't seem to make sense. Central Washington University students who attended the party told CNN affiliate KOMO on uh, Saturday that they believe a bottle of vodka at the party had been spiked with a date rape drug known as Roofies, which is actually short for like Rohypnol or something. Um, Mm -hmm. They said several people at the party used vodka from the bottle to to make mixed drinks. Those who bought their own alcohol, drank beer, or didn't drink any alcohol were not affected. Uh, Ferguson would not comment on the type of drug placed in the beverages. He said that he will ask Washington State Patrol Crime Laboratory to expedite test results. Police do not know who spiked the drinks. Whatever occurred up there wasn't consensual, Ferguson told CNN. Uh, officers initially responded at 11.09 p.m. Called Washington, called female, called Friday, I'm sorry, 
They responded to an 11.09 p.m. call on Friday uh, about a female found unconscious in a vehicle grocery store in a grocery store parking lot. Damn. Wow. They just left the bitch in the car in the grocery store. Like, here you go. Uh, friends of the victim told authorities to go to a resident in Roslyn, according to a statement from the police department. An officer entered one room and took a man in custody who was having sex with a semi-conscious young woman. Damn. Police later determined the woman was the girlfriend of the young man. She exhibited signs of having ingested a spike drink, um, Ferguson said, and was taken to the hospital and later released. Her boyfriend was detained in question but not booked. The investigation of the incident, which authorities described earlier as a possible sexual assault, uh, continues. So, they're still investigating this as a, as a sexual assault, but that's her boyfriend? Uh... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Because, because I, and I guess from their perspective, they don't know because she was had drunk that drink. They don't know if her having sex with him was her consenting or him just taking advantage of her because she was smashed. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess I, mean, I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they don't know if she consented to this. How do you tell, though? Like, right, she, but, can't, like, she can't even tell you for real, probably. Yeah, and, but it's her boy. Like, what? What do you need to, like... Date rape your girl. People do that. As backwards as that may sound, they do it. You can ask people out there. There's women who have been raped by their boyfriends, which I don't comprehend, but they yeah. Do. I mean, this just seems odd. Like, I don't. Did she say like I have a headache? And he's like, Oh, let me get you something to drink. <laughs> I don't like. I don't feel like it tonight. Oh, you're just thirsty. <laughs> she was gonna leave or something. Like, like the date was about to be over. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta study tomorrow. Um, well, one more sip, and then then you can study. I I don't know, man. That's crazy. Um, and plus maybe she just likes to get drunk. I don't know. That's that's why. Yeah, that's why I don't. That's why I don't mess with parties. That's why sex is always a risk. Like people always talk about sex, like you know, oh man, you just go there, you fuck, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got everything under control. And anytime you enter into sex, sexual relations with somebody, you are taking a risk because. A chick could just be like that motherfucker raped me and there's really your word against hers and in a situation like this whether she drank herself into oblivion or oh, whether nah, um, not going to hit he actually oh, no. tried to make her you know uh, drink and all this shit we'll never really know nope you know and you can't tell and a lot of times that's one thing about having a penis you will get convicted yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You He's lucky that was time. really his girlfriend. Yeah, because <laughs> if that would have been just some random chick, oh yeah. yeah. And it could have been, like I said, it could have been consensual, but you would never know, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so I'm last, thinking, though, mm -hmm. maybe maybe the um maybe he gave her maybe like date break drugs have an expiration date or something on them, and he had it from when they first started talking, so he just wanted to use it. Yeah, like well, this shit about to go bad anyway, so I might as well just give it to her and act like it's the first date, like I had planned to. Maybe the dude was like, um, nobody's supposed to drink my vodka, and they went in there anyway. <laughs> like, don't y'all know this is my raping vodka? What the fuck? I'm almost out now. Honey, how come every time I pass out in the kitchen, you don't ever take advantage of me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't stay out of my vodka. I told you. Um, all right, last story. Uh, Morgan, ex Morgan Freeman's ex-wife set to pen tell-all. Uh-oh. Morgan Freeman may end up handing over a whole lot of money to his ex-wife in their divorce settlement. But that doesn't. But that doesn't mean that <laughs> minor uh, Kali Lee will be Mirner Kali Lee. What kind of name is that? Country. Uh, but yeah, uh, will be keeping quiet about her big bank deposit. 
Considering the 73-year-old star is rumored to have kept a decade-long relationship with Manor's granddaughter, Adina Hines, who was 27, uh, we can understand why cash alone won't be enough to cool her off. Uh, that's crazy, man, because this dude 17? was the same dude. Yeah, like Morgan Freeman is a dude I look up to a lot because he's the same dude that was able to get Esau High back on track. Like, that school was headed nowhere, okay? When I look at Esau High, I saw a bunch of criminals and thugs and statistics. And he turned them around and had them passing the competency exam within like nine months. Yup, so now them niggas is Gucci mains, Waka Flockers, and OJ the Juice mains. Well, well now they back ah. on <laughs> Since they found out, they probably was like, man, I knew I couldn't be shit. But, I mean, I just feel so bad, man, because he let me down, and he let down a lot of kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's, like, whatever happened to the girl who got pregnant? You know what I'm saying? She got pregnant, and they never really sat down and had that conversation between her and his and her mother and Morgan Freeman like they promised to in the movie. They just kind of did away with that storyline. Also, when he was in prison and the kids came to see him and was rioting outside or threatening to ride or whatever, they just, the police just left him outside. Like, <laughs> did they just give him his, his freedom back? Like, oh shit, Basically. y'all passed the test, so my bad. Put the locks back on the door, I guess you knew what you was doing. <laughs> Man, you got too good of a, you got too good a perception of uh, Morgan Freeman. Like, I keep trying to tell you, like, I used to say the same thing. Morgan Freeman is so righteous, man. He be dropping knowledge. He's like the greatest narrator of all time and, mm-hmm. and shit. How can you how can you hate Morgan Freeman? And then my pops, with the random knowledge shit from the 70s, walks in and he's like, you ain't never seen Street Smarts, have you? And I'm like, what the hell is Street Smarts? So he went out to a pawn shop, found Street Smarts, and brought it home so I could watch this shit. Morgan Freeman has the greatest pimp smack hand of all time in that movie. Like, I may, you will feel the pain when he smacks this woman in this film. I'm telling you, like, he was a pimp in this shit. I don't he believe, I don't believe Joe Clark would do that, man. I'm telling you, go, go watch, ah, go, ah. go see that pimp hand get put to work, and you gonna be like, oh my god, I think I want to be a pimp now. Like, look, you, man, I know, look, I know that Joe Clark had a temper. I know this, okay? I have seen him blow up on Benson and on his vice president or vice principal and all kinds of white people. I get it. But he would not raise his hand to a woman. That is not what Joe is about, man. Street he, smarts. Watch Street Smarts. So he and he looked old as Street Smarts and that shit was made in like nineteen thirty two. Yeah, right? this nigga has been old forever. He has been old forever. Like was he born did he have the Greg Oden disease? Like is he, is he Greg Oden's grandfather or something? Like, this nigga was just born old. He probably came out the womb with gray hair and shit. Him and Samuel Jackson? Niggas ain't never been young, ever. Well, Sam, it was the crack. I, I understood him. He was on Morgan the- was on the crack, too, though. Oh, he was. If I'm not mistaken, yes. Morgan was amazing. See, Morgan was sleeping how, on people's couches and that's shit. How he knew, that's how he knew he could get Sam's off the crack. All you need <laughs> to do is get scared out of the crack, dude. Like, we all, we got all these programs and shit, man. All you need to do is unleash Joe Clark on the motherfucker, and they will come off the crack. If you do crack after Joe Clark throws you on the roof, then you just, then you just will never get off. You might as well jump for real. You know, but anyway, man. Uh, let me get off Joe. Um, 
It's been another episode of the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Our guest today was Brandon from Where's My 40 Acres. Uh, man, when y'all doing another show, dude? Hey, man, I'm pulling, um, like I said, I've been, I was in Atlanta. I took like a week and a half off from work and I went down to Atlanta, did some things, came back. So trying to do a show tomorrow night, actually trying to, trying to get it together so we can get back on the pattern. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, every time we do a show before it starts, we all do our little chant. We be like, we just trying to be like Rod. I've been on his podcast before as a guest. Um, it's really, it's real good, y'all. Join their Facebook group. Where's my 40 acres? Just search for it. Um, you know, like that shit. Uh, uh, all the other good podcasters like it. The whole Chitlin circuit is behind y'all. Um, I saw y'all got a shout out on the Dark Haters show. Uh, so y'all coming on up in the world. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, go to his blog. It's where's my 40 acres.tumblr. And Tumblr, for some reason, is spelled without that last E. So I don't know what the deal is with that. T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. So go to his blog, where's my 40 acres dot Tumblr dot com. And uh, check those dudes out, man. You, you, I see you do all kinds of blog posts there and, you know, elaborate on things that might not even make the show. So Well, we, we did a, um we did a, we did a couple things. What I did was we got the Tumblr account, and that's cool. But what I went ahead was and I went ahead and brought the domain. Okay. Um, where's my 40 acres.com? Because see, when we went to Atlanta, and I'm about to put all this on the, on the blog, so it's coming up slowly, but we did interviews with a lot of artists. A lot of artists, like, uh, Status Galacta, Rex, uh, we met Sky Zoo, we talked to Ninth Wonder, Gene Gray, Rapper Big Pooh, the whole Justice League, Tanya Morgan. We talked to a lot of artists, and we got interviews and shit. So that's about to come up on the show. Okay. Um, that's about to come up on the site actually. So you can just go straight to where's, where's my forty acres dot com. Okay. The podcast is up there too. It's a um section just for the podcast where it's got all of the episodes mm-hmm. and like a little video type uh, embedded code thing or whatever. So you can just listen. You can listen to them all right there. Okay. Um, definitely like like you said the Facebook page too. It's good. Definitely. And then you know and also you know people gotta stop. Blocking me on Twitter, man. Talk to Nice Wonder <laughs> and tell that nigga take me off block, man. It's nice not. Got some yeah, all I said was this nigga Nice Wonder got some boring ass tweets. Oh shit! And he did have some boring ass tweets, man. I was not being an asshole, and everybody was like, the most exciting tweets he ever had was when he was like, "I'm gonna block you." And I was like, well, shit, now I won't back on. I, that was the point. <laughs> I wasn't saying to block me. I was saying to, to liven the shit up. You know, I don't know. Anyway, man, um, make sure y'all check out Brandon. And also, you know, check us out, theblackguytips.com. Go to our blog. Uh, read, you know, different shit, man. We got all kinds of updates. And I should have one up fairly shortly about 10 random thoughts that I had. So uh, make sure you guys check us out. Uh, you can call the show 704-557-0186. And you can also leave us an email, theblackguytips at gmail.com. And you can go to Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic, search the black guy who tips, and you know, join our groups, leave comments on our episodes, you know the drill. Um, and when if you want to contribute to the show, you want to donate, just go to the blackguyhotels.com, look on the right hand side, there's a PayPal button, click on that shit, give us some money, so we can uh, pay for this shit, and uh, you know, we appreciate it. And follow us on Twitter, I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say Dad again, Dat S N D A T. For show and I'm Phenom Black, P H E N O M, B L A K, no C please, no C.
And he's also on, um, I just found out he's, you, that's also your, your, ty- your gamer tag on the Xbox. Oh, for sure. I'm on the box now. I got, the, I got me a Slim 360. So I'm actually up here playing, trying to beat the hell out of these Jordan challenges on 2K11. And I'm gonna get that Black Ops when that comes out, so. Ooh, I had to get at you on the sticks, man. I got, I'm still trying to get my 2K11 up. I, it's a little harder than last year. Bro, I can't use Jordan. Like, my Jordan is the Jordan that didn't make the varsity team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, my, my Jordan played for the Wizards. <laughs> this nigga, oh, his moves are not tight enough. Yes, no. I'm working on it, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, until next time, guys, uh, you know, I love you. I love you too, sexy. Mwah. <laughs>